0: The Justin Robert Young program brought to you as always by everybody who supports us at payjurydaily.com. Welcome to the Justin Robert Young program. My name is indeed Justin Robert Young. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me yet again on this Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. Lot going on. Lot going on in my world. I, I got to get a, a car after I'm done recording this. I'm going to drive up to Fairfield, I believe, because I'm scrambling. Man, am I scrambling! I, I told you guys about my, uh, about my my uh global entry situation. I didn't. I no longer have my global entry. I went five blessed years with global entry, and then next thing you know, it vanished, vanished without me knowing. One day, all of a sudden, my known passenger ID was indeed a mystery to all of the airlines, and I was left in the cold. Well, now I've got a lot coming up, including an international flight. So i got to figure out how I'm going to get global entry back. Over the weekend, I tried to do it. That website is garbage. For whatever reason, it kept rejecting my passport. So now I have to make some moves because I'm out of here in mid-May. We're rapidly coming up on that. And meanwhile, i got flights... You know, coming up, I got a flight to Vegas for Frog Pants Weekend. I got a flight to Austin so I can bank some shows so we don't have to worry about shows during when I'm out of the country. We got a lot. So I'm going up to Fairfield so I can uh, uh, do my TSA pre-interview. And then, then... We're going to roll the dice on a thing called Mobile Passport. Mobile Passport. I don't know if any of y'all have heard about Mobile Passport before, but it's theoretically supposed to do the thing that I like most about global entry. But we're not talking about that right now, or at least today. Today we are talking about the glorious nostalgic past. It is Marvel week. Endgame comes out on Thursday. I'll be there at the Alamo Draft House, cocktail in hand, waiting for the the most climactic chapter in Marvel Cinematic Universe history to unspool. But we went back in time yesterday and, and I confess to you guys how I got into Marvel Comics. How I got into the Marvel universe. And specifically that I was not really much of a comic fan. I didn't have anybody in my life that would buy me comics. I didn't have anybody in my life that would bring me to comic book stores. I didn't really know that somebody handed me a comic book. I wouldn't know what to goddamn do with it. To be honest, you want to know what comic I probably read more of in paper form? And this is some real like childhood of uh, an absentee father kind of shit. When my dad would just like fuck around, just leave me and my brother just, you know, busy ourselves for hours every once in a while, when we would go get food at the grocery store, it's like a Winn-Dixie or Publix or something like that. I would get Archie comics. Timely Archie comics. I read more Archie comics in print, in paper, on paper than I probably did Spider-Man or X-Men, to be honest with you. Now, those I wound up reading more as I got older in various different forms. But in the Target demo, as a youth, I for sure read more about Betty, Veronica, Jughead and Archie than I did about... Cyclops and Wolverine and Jean Grey. Uh, I hate everyone, so shut up. Ask me, uh, Betty or Veronica. I mean, considering my wife's blonde, we'll go with Betty. Now, here's what I did get very much into as a youth, and this is what I wanted to talk about. Because I don't know how common this is. I don't know whether or not this was something that uh, a lot of people dealt with or, or it's just something that I was very passionate about. But I loved comic cards. These were cards put out by, I assume all the major players, tops and and the, the, the line that I fell in love with that I, com- I I completed was from Skybox. And it was only in doing research for this. That I realized exactly what line I completed. And that was Marvel Universe 1993 Phase Three. Sorry, Phase Four Skybox. That's what I collected. Marvel 1993 Series Four Skybox. Now, what, what you need to understand. With this line of cards is that the art was fucking awesome. So they were meant to be collected and they all went on, you know, one page. So here, I'm going to show our our video people here on Twitch and YouTube. If you want to head on over there, you can check it out. But imagine I'm going to describe for you guys. This is... A nine card set, so perfect for slotting into your little uh, uh, your little binder, which I had, still have. There is a trapper keeper in either my brother's house or my mom's house that has all these cards that we collected as a kid. Uh, but right now, I'm I'm sh- uh, looking at uh, uh, going from left to right, uh, top to bottom, Warlock, Silver Surfer. I can't make out who is there in the top right corner. Galactus is in the middle. Drax, Thanos, Morgue. But it's all laid out as one picture. So only when you collected all of them did you get the full image that you were looking for. And there is a Fantastic Four page, an X-Men page. Uh, an X uh, Factor page here with, uh, oh, sorry, X Force, uh, Deadpool, Cannonball, Slayback, Shatterstar, Apocalypse, Cable, Strife, Mister Sinister. Oh God! I just got so much nostalgia uh, looking up all this stuff. I, I really, really, really loved how the art was done for all this. I almost like. This is the only time I've ever looked at anything from my youth like this and really just wanted a larger, better version. Like if they, if they sold like uncut sheets of this, I would want to buy it. I have no idea where I would put it. But I would be that nerd. Mostly because of this. I... Still, as a 36 year old man, feel like I am chasing an adrenaline high, an adrenaline high that I got when I was, I guess, around about 10 or 11 years old, because it was when I was 10 or 11 years old that every afternoon I'd be picked up by my grandma. R.I.P. Viola Anzalone. She picked me up. With my aunt glow. And we would go from Hollywood Hills Elementary to a shopping center, the Sheridan Street Shopping Center, and we would go to a comic book store there. And every day, she would get both me and my brother one pack of those cards. Every day, we'd get one pack. We'd open that pack, we'd organize it where it needed to be, and we'd move on. I don't know if I have ever been as excited about anything in my life as the day that I saw gleaming in full 3D holographic glory this bad motherfucker. Oh, look at that for everybody. If, if you're not watching us live and you're just listening, I need you to just go ahead and Google Spider-Man vs Venom 3D hologram card. This was the pride and joy of that Skybox Series 4 pack. It features a swinging Spider-Man kicking Venom right in the bread basket while The symbiote villain leans in with both hands outstretched, ready to maul the web head. When you looked at it in different directions, you can see some depth to the image. Oh, my God, was I so intensely excited the second that I got. In fact, I remember being so excited, I was worried that I was going to crush the card. It, it it sent such shockwaves and adrenaline through my body. Even now, I remember it as if somebody might remember doing cocaine for the first time. I got to find that card. You want know, to know the first thing I thought of when I when I saw that card again? I was like, man. I really need to... If I ever got a... a iced out medallion (laughs) like if i were a rapper if i ever found myself in the market for getting an iced out chain and medallion what i would do is i would put that 1993 spider-man vs venom 3d hologram card at the center the centerpiece of my iced out medallion Oh my God! I'm sorry, guys. I, I I would I would start this news segment uh, with all the professionalism that it deserves, but oh jeez, I just found out that I could buy an entire uncut sheet of all those cards for three hundred dollars on eBay. Somebody hit me up with that in the chat. Oh no! Oh no! Well. Let's focus on the future, shall we? Could population growth propel Phoenix and Tucson to merge? Now, this is a very important story for us here on Jury Daily, because two of our favorite people on the planet, TV Zigon and the Jen, have a tremendous rivalry, a regional rivalry. TV Zigon is from Phoenix and the Jen is from Tucson. She is the terror of Tucson. And indeed, she always says fuck Phoenix with a PH. But yet they might be living in the same city in the not too distant future. A 2005 prediction for the cities with downtown separated by 120 miles didn't seem far-fetched when proclaimed by growth experts during the housing boom. But when the bust started in 2007 and stretched till 2011, the prediction seemed unlikely. But now Metro Phoenix is on another growth streak. New census data shows that Maricopa County grew faster than any other county in the nation for the second year in a row. And population projections for Metro Phoenix, Camino will all join with Tucson somewhere in the Pinal County within two decades. If the numbers are right and the valley's growth engine doesn't stall again, urban researchers began identifying what they believe would be the supersized metro areas or megapolitans 15 years ago. When growth was rampant in the Valley and several other parts of the country. The forecast for Arizona was for a swath nicknamed the Arizona sun corridor from Prescott in the north all the way to the Sierra Vista in the Mexican border to emerge with more than 10 million residents by 2040. That seemed like a lofty goal a decade ago during the recession, but... Metro Phoenix, which includes part of Pinal County, has nearly 4.86 million people living currently. Metro Tucson has a million residents, and the Prescott area has about 100,000. Maricopa County added 81,000 people between July 2017 and July 2018, up from 74,000 people during the same period last year alone. Although Tucson and Prescott aren't growing as fast, the possibility that Arizona's growth corridor doubling in population does not seem unbelievable. Peace in our time. Hallelujah. E. You can always email our show jury at gmail.com again jury at gmail.com oh yeah oh yeah another jay martin wrote in i wanted to contribute to your marvel week and say that i've never liked comic books they've never been able to hold my attention they're too wordy and the art doesn't do anything for me I'm a fan of the characters, though, and most of my exposure to comic book characters were through 90s TV cartoons like X-Men. My favorite superhero, uh, though, is Iron Man. No superpowers, just really awesome tech. I can't have superpowers, but one day I can hope to get a super suit. That's why I was excited when Iron Man came out. It was the first superhero movie that didn't adhere to the crappy superhero movie tropes of the movies in the 90s, like the Batman movies did. They made it feel not silly that a guy could build a supersuit and fly around and shoot things. I was cold or didn't bother with the next few non Iron Man MCU movies The Incredible Hulk uh, Thor Captain America but when I heard the Avengers was coming out it piqued my interest. Having the films be genre films with superheroes really sold the MCU to me. So tomorrow we are going to talk about the cartoons and then Thursday we will talk about the MCU but Allow me to say that I agree with both. Although, man, 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 did I love. And I held out hope for superhero movies. I love the Batman movies, the Schumacher Batman movies. I loved every crappy superhero movie that came out. And then that first singer X-Men. Well, Blade, Blade really. Blade first was like, oh, superhero movies don't have to be dog shit. And then that first singer superhero or X-Men movie, I was like, "Mm, yeah, now we're talking. Adam writes, you struck a deep nostalgic nerve with the mention of those two words, comic cards. I don't know if you'll share this experience, but in my late elementary school days, the early morning cafeteria scene was a high stakes marketplace where deals were brokered and hearts were broken. Kids were trading gambits for ghost riders, like they were real estate holdings, arguing over rarity and mint condition. If they were expert speculators, I myself fell victim to a predatory trade that haunts me to this day. A prized Flare 94 Venom Power Blast holofoil for two, because two is better, decidedly less awesome holofoils. Cyclopses! Cyclopses! I regretted it instantly, and I live with the bitterness and shame to this day. Jury, feel free to expound upon this lame and naive treat at length if you want. I will add editorially, no, you've already punished yourself. Can't wait to hear any further musings on the subject. To be honest, I I never really traded with anybody because all of this was for me and my brother to build our own collection. We didn't really have a lot of other people that were uh, into it. For whatever reason, Our, our social group was not super down with the comic cards in the same way that we were. So we just were our little archivists building our future history. If you would like to email us, it is jurydaily at gmail.com. I want to go ahead and thank our producers Bill, Dustin, Biocal, Robert H., Brian C., M., Trade the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle Aged Mike, and Harry Lee Smith. If you want to get access to me on social media, you can do it at Justin R. Young on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. But of course, Please go ahead and join our Discord, bit.ly slash jurydiscord. If you would like to submit stories and interact with other folks who are fans of the show, I would like to thank myself. Myself. I found this uh, Tucson and Phoenix story that we read. So I'm going to call my own number. Thanks to me. And, of course, if you want to support the show, uh, Pay Jury Daily is where you go. That is our Patreon. Until tomorrow, friends, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying, please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. But more importantly, please, don't.